0: Hello, and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. I'm Simone de Rochefort, video producer at Polygon.com, and I'm joined today by Christina Warren, Senior Cloud Developer Advocate, and Brianna Wu, Democratic Candidate for Congress. Hello. Welcome to a very early morning on the West Coast. <laughs> 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 oh my so god, true. that's right.
1: We switched coast. It's 7:20 in the morning for you.
2: Holy crap, Simone, I'm so sorry. No, it's
1: okay. I knew that this would happen.
2: <sighs> no, I did too. Yeah, oh, Simone, I would have I would have worked with you. I forgot about that. I'm so sorry. I would rather
0: get up at 6 once a year to record a podcast than have scheduling weirdness happen. I guess it's okay.
1: just, okay. just to be clear, this is mostly my fault because I have to go get Botox. all right let's blast through some
0: news while we have the time while we're together here on this post christmas pre-2018 weekend (gasps) who knows what could happen next year oh my god so okay our first story of the day is about the lawsuit against Apple for slowing down iPhone batteries and some of the newer phones as they age uh, as a as a function to, to just keep the phones from shutting down uh, inconsistently based on things like temperature and how much work the the batteries are are trying to accomplish as they get older uh, so some users have, Uh, filed a lawsuit against apple for doing this and not making it clear i think mostly is the issue not making it clear that you it's not necessarily an issue where you need to get a new phone it's an issue where you need to get a new battery how do we feel about this
2: I think like I think your thoughts on this really uh, come down to your preconceptions about Apple, right like mm-hmm. a charitable reading of this is Apple's trying to avoid fire hazards and you know they're doing user safety they're trying to get like even more longevity out of the device because the alternative is if your battery doesn't have much health less left then it's going to just plummet and die super quickly, and the kind of people that don't buy an iphone every single year are probably the people that uh you know they're gonna not be using a lot of apps and they're the people they're just not going to think about that that's the charitable reading the uncharitable reading is oh this is planned obsolete yeah this is a planning it being obsolete mm-hmm. this is uh you know this is apple darkly sinistering, like <laughs> nerfing their phones behind the scenes i mean really i and think maybe the truth think about is this, somewhere in yeah. the middle <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I would say my biggest i have i have a couple issues with this one i think the lawsuits are kind of ridiculous but utterly unsurprising right like they you know we had the lawsuits the last time there was um a repair issue around the um, the home button, if it wasn't done by like an authorized place, you had that error 53. Um, and Apple eventually ended up actually like turning back on that and saying, okay, we're not going to um, disable the use of the home button if, if it was done by a different place because they kind of realized, all right, this is a little ridiculous. Even if the threat level there makes sense, it was, it was kind of nuts. Um, I, I get the chair reading, right? Because th- what Apple is saying is probably true, which is that if your battery health isn't good enough... Then your phone's just going to shut down in the middle of using it. And I think for a lot of people, if you had the, you know, especially when the, the way lithium ion batteries die is that it's kind of a slow process. So the battery reading is going to show, oh, I've got 30% of power. And then in two minutes, my phone's dead. And that's a really terrible user experience because mm-hmm. you're expecting to have at least, you know, an hour or two left on your battery. Um, and now it's gone. And for some people, that could be honestly dangerous. You know, That could be a really bad situation. And it's just a bad user experience to just have your phone die in the middle. On the other hand, I think that why people are upset, even though, again, I think that lawsuits like this are ridiculous because they're class action, which means the lawyers get paid, right? Like none of the regular people are going to really get anything from this um, if this were to become a big class action. Um, is that um, I, do, I do feel like my my issue with this is that a, Apple doesn't hasn't let anybody know that this was happening. And I do actually actually push back against some of the members of the press, like our good friend Renee Ritchie, who I adore, who said, Oh, you know, press people were briefed on this in February. Mm. Well, I wasn't briefed on it in February and I didn't read in in the few people that were, it wasn't ever explicitly said that this is what they were doing. And if it was discussed, it was never discussed in a t- in a context like we are going to slow down phones. So the battery lasts longer. Like that was never discussed. So this 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 kind of came out of nowhere, number one. And number two, I think that even though you can fix this problem by simply upgrading your battery, Apple makes it difficult unless your battery health is like tremendously bad to find out if you need to upgrade your battery. Moreover, Apple won't even upgrade your battery for you or switch it out unless the health is below 80%. So even if you go in and you're like, look, I want to pay the 80 bucks and get my battery replaced they won't do it unless the battery health is under 80% and incidentally that's the case on their macbooks as well you can sometimes get miss some otherwise but i had a macbook air that was most definitely had a battery that needed to be replaced and because the health was not at 80 was not below 80% i couldn't get them to do it and i was like look i will pay the 110 dollars or whatever you want to replace the battery and they were like no we just we can't do it do and you know uh, why? that's the case I don't know. I mean, it's something with their standards. I think if I'd gone to a third-party Mac place, I probably could have had it done, but mm-hmm. I didn't have time. I was in a rush. I was actually, ironically, going to an Apple event where I needed longevity <laughs> and power to, to live blog the, awesome. the iPhone 7 launch, wow. and I was awesome. in a situation where I was like, come on, just I will pay you. Just do it. And they were like, well, even if I could do it, I wouldn't be able to do it today because I'd have to send it off. I'm like, you'd have to send it off Ugh. to replace the battery in a MacBook Air? He's like, yeah. I'm like, no, you wouldn't. You would literally go in the back. Take off the bottom, put in the thing. This isn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know what you would do. Um, can, can, but I I, add, can I add so, something onto that? There? Sure.
2: Like this is this is a very fair issue because when you bring your phone in or your MacBook in for repair, you go through the entire Apple process here. So I haven't talked about this on the podcast, but like we all, I've talked about the saga of my MacBook One on the show Ooh. many times. So, uh just uh suddenly my battery health randomly dropped to 40% on there. And I took it over this is the day my car got hit. I took it oh over God. to the mall right afterwards no. uh to get it replaced out. And they informed me because there's a little bit of a dent in the uh right-hand side that they would not be able to repair my battery at all. And if I were <sighs> that repaired, they would have to charge me for an entirely new display for the MacBook one, which would cost $800, $800 to repair a computer. I spent $1,300 on and has spent most of this year, uh, in the shop from failed keyboards. Right. So I, I understand (sighs) Apple's, uh, point here where they're like well you know this is just to get users to come in and do this but it's as you say christina it's not cut and dry as far right. as what happens because you can you're entering apple's whole repair process and maybe your phone has a crack so you've right. got to get all this repaired for it maybe it's dented maybe uh you know, I, there are a million things that could be wrong absolutely with it and you're going More into over, apples yeah go ahead
1: exactly moreover like you know, Apple actively discourages people from using third-party battery repair, even though yep. they're often more accessible and more believable. So they kind of make it worse for the customer, like you were saying. I mean, the whole thing is people are like, oh, we'll just get your battery replaced. But like you're saying, if there's anything wrong with it, I hadn't even thought of that, they could very easily say, oh, well, no, we can't replace the battery because the screen is cracked or because of this or that, um, is this which... all... Oh, sorry, go on. Finish No, your which, which I'm just saying, which is just a bad user experience.
0: Mm, yeah, and it's just ostensibly to protect Apple users from having a flawed product, even if the flaw is minor compared to, say, a battery that is uh, slowing down your entire machine? Because yeah, it, it I don't seems know. Like, It seems like it is overall harmful as a policy if it is making it so difficult for people to repair products that function fine. Right. Minus, even if they've got
1: a cosmetic or, problem. Yeah.
0: E- products that, that, that would function where they repair properly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think in the case of phones, I think you could probably convince somebody to replace the battery. Even if you had a cracked screen, they would just be like, we're not replacing anything else. Like, I know that when they had the iPhone 6S battery issue where some of those batteries for whatever reason were shutting down and i think that in, in in hindsight i think that's actually what was happening is that those batteries were dying earlier and then people were just having their phones shut off and mm-hmm. apple didn't have Which a no software no one was happy up- about I, no I, one was I happy about it all ba- up on that
0: because i i actually still have yet to replace the battery in my success and of course immediately as soon as it became cold i noticed it was uh just dying at a, a rapid rapid rate i've never had the phone uh like shut down on me but the battery will just you know jump right. From 30 to 20 in a hot second. And
2: I'm like, uh. Um, well, so I'm expecting those You might want to yeah. power cycle the whole phone and let the battery system like, if, reinsert if itself. Or if you are yeah. one of the people yeah.
1: who had the bad success battery, just I take am, it I in I am get one, it one of the people. Like, I do qualify well, then you for that just replacement. Take it in. I, know, okay. I know I should, but I haven't. Well, <laughs> well, what I would say, I know that what they did in those cases is they did say to people, if you have another problem with your phone, if your screen is cracked, if it's dented, whatever, we will not repair that we will only repair the battery. So in theory, they could say, fine, we'll repair the battery, but we're not doing anything else. Now with Bree's situation, I have a feeling the reason that happened unfortunately is because unlike the MacBook Airs and the prior MacBook Pros, um, well actually even the prior MacBook Airs were pretty bad. Um, if you want to replace the batteries, this whole process, there's all this glue involved. And yep. I think what they actually do on the new ones, if I'm not mistaken, is they just replace the entire
2: bottom part That's of the That's exactly it. It's the assembly. Yeah. They have to do that if they repair the keyboard too. And I mean, also to be fair, This is a result of the double and triple standards that Apple is held to. Because Mm -hmm. you know in any kind of situation where something is imperfect – there's going to be a lawsuit and Apple is going to get attacked in the press away a Microsoft product would not. So, you right. know, just, uh, this is something I'm dealing with right now. So, uh, I was tweeting about this, uh, yesterday where my Porsche that got hit in the back, you can't yeah, just take that this. to a, no. a normal car dealer. You have you to have take to it go to Z dealer. Uh, yeah. Well, a Porsche specialist, which costs right. like $200,000 for them to certify that. And like they're showing me the back of the car and I can't even perceive the damage over. We have a link to it. We'll put it in the show notes. Like the, the parts that are bent. But yeah. if you see it, it's like the entire back of the car is marked up with yellow. It's cause it has to be hammered mm-hmm. into within a millimeter of difference from the shape it's supposed to be. And that's what an Apple product is too, because right. like with my MacBook one exact same principle, like that little Absolutely. bend in the back means they can't just force the screws closed. And like with an iPhone, like they've got to get it back up to working specs. So I I do yes. see how this is just like a, it it's sucks form. for everyone involved. Yeah. It does. That's kind of what I was this. trying to
0: get at with the, the, ish, the, the cosmetic repair issue because it, it, it is exactly yeah. like your Porsche, Bree. It's, it's a product that has a reputation for being of a certain quality and therefore maybe doing a sort of – a repair like that that might make the phone look less good or function right. slightly slower than standard would be unacceptable to them for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, Although I would say this, I think that, you know, a battery replacement on a phone is and should be an easy thing to do. I mean, frankly, a screen replacement on a phone should be easy. And at this point, Apple even, you know, will do – they do screen replacements in store and they have a whole machine that does it. So – I feel like I think you're right, there probably is some of this where they have to have kind of, you know, the, the, the you know cachet of the Apple name, making it oh. um, difficult to repair, going to a specific, you know, dealer, a certified Apple, you know, repair center, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the bottom line is these are commodity mm-hmm. products, lithium-ion batteries. You know, you can buy them off on the internet. It's not a hard repair to do it all things considered. You know, there are a million places out there that will replace your battery. I feel like a happier medium with this, and I'm sure this will probably happen with the lawsuits, is if Apple is very clearly telling you once your battery hits a certain percentage that says you should probably take your battery in to get replaced. Now, obviously, there are going to be people who will complain about that and saying, oh, my battery should last longer, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like there is something to be said about being taken by surprise why my phone all of a sudden is slow. And I don't know why. And if I had just been told mm-hmm. I should take it in to get because who knows? You might be under your two year warranty. You might, if you have Apple Care Plus, you might have Apple Care Plus and be able to take it in. And you might not know. Um, I feel like that would be a better compromise than just yeah, slowing down phones. Yeah, and I phones. think being honest and covering your bases with j- informing your customers
0: of things that might happen with the product that they're spending a lot of money on, thats that seems perfectly yeah. logical to me. And I totally agree that it is is—it is something that wasn't necessarily
1: well publicized up to now. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. it it was not publicized. Yeah. I will I will go on record and say it was not publicized. I think that it was it took that this blog post from from um you know the Geekbench guy and some other people doing things to figure this out. And unfortunately, that then creates the system of a scandal because all the headlines, which are wrong, but all the headlines become it's true. Apple really is slowing your phone down, so they'll make you buy a new one, and that's not the real story. But that becomes the narrative because no one knew that this software update was an actual thing. Yeah. And I think that Apple's initial response to just saying, well, we're doing this and trying to kind of spin it to, you know, the the, the pro, you know, Apple, you know, media hasn't necessarily been correct either because, yes, they're doing it ultimately so your phone doesn't shut down, and that's a good thing. But there should be some sort of acknowledgement, Mm -hmm. I believe, to the end consumer, this is what's happening. I also feel like, and other people have said this too, uh, Renee Richie said this, and, and so have some others, and I agree with this, I think Apple should be more aggressive about when they will repair your battery and when they alert you that your battery is dangerously low. Because right now, it's, it's at a really ridiculous point. Yeah. I feel like – because a lot of times, you do see major degradation issues before the 80% capacity issue hits. Mm-hmm. And and you should be able to get your – if you're willing to pay for it, if my battery is 95%, I mean that's a stupid time to do it. But if, but if I want to pay the money – yeah. I should be able to get it replaced. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't say, no, our policy is not to do it. It should be like, no, I'm I'm going to pay <laughs> the money and and replace my battery. Please. Yeah.
2: I think that the issue here has to be Apple, like working with consumers. And I was thinking about this, like there was a time where iOS was simplified, right? Like it had right. very few options. Those days are gone. Like, uh, honestly, an iPhone, you know, iOS 11, it's, it's not particularly intuitive these days, you know, oh, control right. center reaching down and like tapping buttons to go to which Bluetooth device. You've I got. mean, ask Christina's like, mom
1: about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, she was very happy, but yes, sure, but, but sure. yeah, but you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But
2: my point here is like, you know, If Apple had a hidden dialog box, like if a a modal dialog popped up and said, you know, your battery health is so low, we've added this option to control control center, you know, uh, and you can decide whether you want a battery that is, you know, burns very, very quickly or, you know, like a, a CPU that's slower that will save it that would also be great because like there is a way you could just go get a Morphe battery case, right? Mm-hmm. And then Definitely. that on your phone and you know, your phone is going to be twice as thick, but like at least nice, it'll fix your battery issue. Phone.
1: Yeah. 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 No, I mean, and and, and, and honestly, a lot of people do that or a lot of people will do the thing that my friend, Alex Kranz, um, was doing with her iPhone six before she got her iPhone ten, where she was literally like had it connected to like a Mophie, not even a battery case, but like one of the external ones. Yeah, and I dumbly gave her the special Supreme edition of that little <laughs> case. And I kept it because that I could have sold that on eBay for so much money because it was the Supreme edition. But yeah, you know she had it connected to her phone all the time because literally the battery wouldn't last, and I was like. Crayons, just take it in and get the battery replaced. She's like, I don't want to bother. But I think you're right, Brie. I think if there was a setting, that would be great. I don't even need a setting. You know, I'm okay if the default is what it is. Just tell people what's going on and make it easier to get a repair. And I think also, you know, at this point, I think Apple has to kind of open up their repair process, at least for batteries. To more and more places mm-hmm. because there are a billion plus devices out there. It's the most you know basic people need thing. batteries replaced. Yeah, it is the most basic thing, and it does you know. And look, every phone at this point, um, with very few exceptions, has a built-in battery. You know, replaceable batteries are gone, um, but it's it, it's one of those things where it, it's the most common. You know, phone issue. Other than the screen, the screen is first, and and then and then the battery. And it should be, it shouldn't be. You shouldn't have to feel like you have to make an appointment and do a whole thing to get a battery replaced. And you shouldn't feel like, you know, shamed because mm-hmm. you went to, you know, Jack's phone repair. Don't feel shamed. because that was where you had to go. Yeah, exactly. If you need a battery, you need a battery. Do it. This episode of Rocket is brought to
0: you by Smile and our friends mm-hmm. at Smile and Text Expander. You. Yay. Can communicate smarter with Text Expander. If you're listening to this and you haven't downloaded Text Expander yet, listen up. Text Expander <laughs> can save you time in so many ways. When was the last time that you were at a networking event or maybe a conference where you met lots of new people? You know, these people are worth staying in touch with, but emailing them individually can take so much time. Now, with Text Expander, all you need to do is create a snippet. Use fill in fields for the contact name and a custom topic and then open your email and send your follow ups in a matter of minutes. This is my downfall. Oh my God. Getting Mm. back in touch with people that you've met at an event and having like the horrible list of those people and like trying to keep track of what you talked about. No, just do it right away. Do it. Text expander. Send the email. do Do it. You've managed to check in on these valuable new contacts and without having to spend hours dedicated to emailing them. So. That's awesome. You can create an entire email reply system with Text Expander. Have a snippet on hand for every kind of email you send, and you know, if we think about it, there really aren't that many kinds of emails that we send. Like, you can you can absolutely do this. You can be prepared for this, and you can do it like all in your own in your own voice, your own style of speaking, uh, in the ways that work for you. Because I think you know best what kind of emails you send, and Text Expander can help you send those emails more efficiently. How
1: about that? How about those beans? <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> I love Text Expander, and it's available for Mac and Windows. I always like mm-hmm. like to point that out because when I started using Windows at work a little bit more, although now I have one of the new MacBooks with a terrible keyboard. Um, <sighs> I, uh, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I, I was really excited that I could, I could have my, all my text expander snippets sync across platforms. Mm-hmm.
0: And a uh, text expander now has a crossover with the drafts app. So you can add your snippets yes. and
1: drafts for increased productivity. That's amazing. <laughs> no, that's so good though. Cause drafts is like one of the best apps for iOS and that has been an issue. We are like, okay, if I want to edit these, these snippets mm-hmm. and stuff. That's so good. There you can. Go. That's awesome.
0: All right, so you, my my friends, can go to textexpander.com slash rocket right now for 20% off your first year. Tell them that you heard about us. Uh, ter- tell them that you heard about them. Wow, they don't need to know that you heard about us. They already know that you heard about us. Tell them, wait, yes, that you heard about them from our show. <laughs> it's so early. <laughs>
1: Again, that is you're doing great, sweetie. I'm so happy.
0: Textexpander.com/slash rocket. Open it up now. Get 20 percent off the first year.
1: They'll come. You'll. you'll they'll come for rocket. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> 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 they'll come for rocket they'll help rocket
0: they, they we're we're here together holding hands on a beautiful cliff and the sun is <laughs> rising and we came from rocket and they're here with rocket textexpander.com/rocket thank you so much textexpander for your support of this show and relay fm so our next topic of the day is about a twitter bot called imposter buster that was created by yair, yair rosenberg to basically track down uh these people that pose on Twitter as members of a group. So you see this a lot with um th- Nazis posing as black women on Twitter and then saying like I- extremely ridiculous things or like either extreme social justice things or like e- super uh surprisingly racist things uh in order <laughs> to kind of stir dissent among that community by posing as a member of that community and you know wreaking havoc fox in the hen house kind of thing. So uh, this bot called imposter buster was created to insert itself into conversations um, when these fake accounts would start engaging with other people to basically stop that before the the chaos could be caused. Um, and this article in the New York times is basically about uh the initial twitter initially banned the bot back in april they were able to bring it back and do some tweaks and twitter has now banned the bot again um they say permanently they say permanently um and or the bot creator does anyway yes. I, don't, I don't i don't know what twitter says yes so
1: okay we have not reached out to twitter for comment we should, we should, we should reach out to twitter out. for comment <laughs>
0: <laughs> brie for i know you podcast. have a lot I of feelings about Would you this like to
1: cause... comment on our podcast yeah <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure Brie at Twitter would love me for that. No, she, they, they would not. There, there's a Brie <laughs> at Twitter who's very sweet, very sweet. Um, And, and, and yeah.
0: Well, we have it's our own Brie fault.
1: and we're going to ask our own Brie to come. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: Cause Brie, Brie, so this, this seemed pretty straightforward to me as another, like just step in Twitter's saga of missteps, wherein they have kind of fundamentally misunderstood what they need to do to make their app safe for people. Uh, You had a different take on this.
2: Well, I mean, I don't really, I guess I just have some additional context. You know, there is a, so just to give an analogy, I'd like to back up, you know, we are having a real discussion right now about uh, sexual harassment and sexual assault in the workplace. Uh, Like we've never had before. But if you think about the journalists that are getting most of the credit for these, uh, you know, for these really big uh, breakthroughs, it's generally speaking, it's white cisgender dudes, you know, it's Yassar over at uh, Huffington Post, you know, it's Ronan Farrow. And you know, women have been talking about these issues for years. And there's this dynamic where once a like, straight white male journalist starts writing about it, it's somehow taken more seriously. So from my perspective, I have been dealing with this exact phenomena since 2014. I have had seminars at Harvard where I've worked with information uh, researchers who happen to be women who have dealt with this and been addressing this issue. For years and years and years. Um, Even back during the the Democratic primary, uh, you know, back in 2016, we were dealing with this because we could see people impersonating both Bernie and Hillary, kind of fanning the flames of dissent between the two of these. We did a regression analysis on all my tweets and found out that, like, this same tactic was being used back then. And I think it's really worth saying, like, None of those women got a piece in the Times to talk about this. So to me, this feels like someone that's very new to the party showing up and thinking they're doing groundbreaking research, where I could name you 30 information security researchers easily who are women that are doing the same thing. Um, My other take on this is I agree there's a look at this where Twitter is abrogating their responsibility. But I saw this, and my first thought was, wow, Twitter now has some tools where if a certain percentage of people the bot interacts with report it, uh, they'll actually suspend that account. That's a really big step forward because that is absolutely harassment technique. Um, So it's all these things combined. I kind of see it as more of a... I see it as a step forward and a step back, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I mean, look, I, I don't disagree with you that 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 white that, that cisgendered men, um, were, you know, tend to. Were, I, I don't want to say white because I, I, I not not all of the the people who you know the men who've reported these things identify sure, that way. Sure, sure. Um, but, but but I think you know cisgendered men. You're right. Probably get um, a, a megaphone that other people. Uh, the the women and 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 people of color don't, um, but I I and and I I'm not trying to claim that this is any sort of groundbreaking work, but what I do think is notable here. Um, although as you point out, I mean it is interesting that none of the other kind of bot makers, you know, that Randy Harper and people like that, haven't mm-hmm. received you know Times pieces. I do feel like what's interesting here was that this was a bot that was allowed, that was ostensibly they worked with Twitter to kind of keep. You know, the the, the number of, of interactions, that sort of thing down um, and the number of tweets sent down. And now, I mean, it wasn't explicitly said, but it feels like the bot was banned in part because of some of maybe the new policies that Twitter has put out in the last couple of weeks. I, I do also feel like the fact that the bot has been banned outright when, as you say, Bri, even if you don't think that any of the the, the stuff that they've kind of created is groundbreaking. And I agree. It's, it's not, although I, I certainly think it's interesting. The fact that this existing would have been able to act kind of as a, as a honeypot of sorts for accounts to ban or at least to kind of keep an eye on is a mistake. But more than that, I feel like, you know, this was a bot. This was a tool that was doing a really good job of, of, of identifying um, accounts that were created with the sole purpose of, of being trolls. and. That in and of itself could be useful to Twitter because as they've said themselves, like they don't have enough people to go through all of these things. And 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 this proves that there are AI ways. I mean, I'm sure that there's some fuzziness involved and there's some imperfect parts that, that could aid with, with um, how they uh, limit harassment or at least are able to hide comments from certain people on the platform. I mean, at the very least, you could almost say if they were to use this bot's algorithm, they could at least say, okay, well, accounts that have these characteristics that are replying in threads, we would hide, you know, from the conversation and make you tap that show other replies sort of thing. We would by default, maybe, you know, not show them as as part of um, the the broader conversation or at least de-emphasize them. So it feels like a missed opportunity to me for for Twitter to to ban this. And this isn't the first time Twitter has done stuff like this. You know they've banned other bots before too. You know poll uh, poll tweets, you know poll whoops or whatever, where they would tweet you know the de- the deleted tweets of politicians mm-hmm, has run afoul of uh, Twitter. Twitter has claimed, oh well, you're violating your policies, this or that. When all they're really doing is using the API. So I have a problem. You know again we've talked about this. I I love Twitter despite like my hatred of it like I, I hate it but ultimately <laughs> I love it I mean ultimately I, I, I rag on it so much because I love it so much and because Can't I've quit. had so much well no and, and it's given me genuinely like uh, like non hyperbolically, like hyperbolically like it's given me so much over the last decade um, so mm-hmm. much of my career is because of Twitter you know yeah. um, and, and, and so I'm eternally grateful for it as a platform but I'm also really frustrated that something that was so good has turned into what it's becoming and that when people are genuinely trying to help even if they're also you know maybe trying to to do some research or whatever you know i'm sure there are ulterior motives with all this stuff that they're getting banned i feel like that's like you were saying some of those like two steps forward one step back like it's just it's it's bothersome i'm
0: really interested in this your point Bree, about the fact that if if that the, the twitter does have this technology to act on accounts that are being reported by a lot of people uh it is that's something that has been uh, an issue just for as long as I can remember is getting Twitter to act when it comes to offensive tweets or people being being harassing on the platform but like over and over again we see people you know posting emails from Twitter saying nah, that's we can't we're not actually going to take action on that so the idea that they are taking action in this case uh and certainly, hopefully, will continue to take action when when things happen that warrant a lot of people reporting someone like that. I, I hope that they will continue to do that, um, especially since, as you pointed out, they have, they really they do have the the ability to do that, as shown in their their banning of this bot, which
2: was reported by so many Nazis. <laughs> I I do wonder a lot, y'all, that. You know, I cannot tell you how many times some information or data researcher will call me and ask for you know OAuth access to my Twitter account because it's such a mine of harassing activity <laughs> to figure stuff out. I I've really started to wonder if like behind the scenes at Twitter if they've used my account to like adjust their algorithms. That would because be amazing. Because for me, and that would but, be smart. Well, well, I mean, it's it would make a lot of sense, right? Because you know've i 've worked with them for so long, but i I really mean this like Facebook is a hundred billion times worse for me than than Twitter like every time I post anything under my campaign's uh, public page there, I know I will spend the next two days deleting nonsense and and harassing troll stuff. On Twitter, I, I posted about Gamergate and you know, the person that was arrested on uh, terrorism charges. It was one of them. It was two days before my account saw anything with people going, please cite your source, yeah. <laughs> you know, any of that stuff. So I, I, I genuinely wonder about this because I, I really don't have any problems with it these days. It's a joy to use generally. You know,
1: that's actually yeah,
0: no- really true. I think, I think Facebook does not get as much flack as it no. should for its no, I agree. Horrible well, community.
1: Well, also, <laughs> Facebook will do things like by their own rules. If you if you write something like "ban men" or "men are garbage" or "men <laughs> yep. are trash," they yep. will delete your post and yep. they might suspend your account. <laughs> my and, and 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 to prove this, Libby Watson wrote a post for um for for Gizmodo because somebody emailed us and and I remember like getting the tip and we were like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Like this is nuts!" They're like, "I posted this to my Facebook." My post was deleted. It was deleted again, and now my account is suspended for three days or whatever because I posted, and they're claiming this is hateful. And and Facebook stands up and they're like, "Yep, you're right. It is hateful." But their own policies say, "Oh, but if you say, you know, black people are trash, that's not her, that that that's not hateful." Um, it, it's a really it's a really weird line what they draw there. And um, she posted just to test it on her account, and she wasn't able to really get anything banned. And then months later someone reported one of our friends reported it and the post was taken down and the whole it, it was this whole ridiculous thing all over again and it's like this is a journalist you know this is somebody who you know and they don't care they like they they're they're um but you're right they don't get the same sort of flack that that the twitter does but i almost think that part of it is because we expect facebook to kind of be terrible mm-hmm. whereas twitter has held itself up in some ways to be better.
0: Weirdly, I feel like the the dominant image of Facebook is still like that it's a place where you're talking with people, people that you, you know, your friends and family. That's true. But that's not necessarily the case in groups or pages like Breeze campaign page, or even absolutely through. Uh, comments on certain websites like you can get into those public facebook discussions uh and in those places everything is very bad and i i don't think that i i think that the majority of fights that i hear about on facebook happen in scenarios like that where it's yeah definitely it's a twitter scenario because people are being publicly in conversation exactly
1: (laughs) no you're right i mean the only times i ever see things like really break out like sometimes like i'll see friends and they'll, they'll post something and the family member of theirs will post like a negative reply and then a friend will come up to defend them. And then next oh, thing yeah. you know, there's like a whole war between like the family uh, member I and the friend. It. I love and that. And those are – yes, those it. are my favorites. Yeah. I love those too because I'm like, dude, this is some good drama. Like I don't even have to pay for this. This is some excellent, excellent <laughs> and <that> entertainment. The person <laughs> in the middle is just going, kill me, please. <laughs> oh, I've had that happen myself where people have started wars on my Facebook page and I'll have to step in and be like, can you like take this someplace else? Like I yeah. don't want to be notified. Like, if you at guys want
0: to talk, like I can hook you up. But you want to DM each other? I'm like,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm like really. It's I getting do not here, care. Like, like, I'm getting hot here, Grandma. I'm like, I'm like seriously, do not get into this on my Facebook page. Um, but Jessica yeah, no,
2: Jessica Dennis has subbed so many times on the show. And <laughs> like she was showing a picture of her dad's Ferrari, and like I'm like, what model is that? And Jessica tells me, and then her entire family shows up to mansplain to me the model. And I'm like, I'm not going to be that friend. I'm not going to be that uh, friend. I'm not going to be that, 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 that friend. like, actually, I know more F about cars on that page, but I really wanted to. I got it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so, like, look, oh. you, you don't want to be
1: the person who's like, I've forgotten more about cars than you will ever know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but you, yeah, but, yeah. But you want to be like, but I've forgotten more about cars than you will ever know.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: Bite your tongue. <laughs>
0: Ugh, oh. But yeah, yeah, it's it's just an ongoing ongoing saga here with Twitter and Facebook.com. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Squarespace, where you can enter Woo. offer code ROCKET at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. It is time for you to make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. Hang on while I adjust my mic. There we go. Maybe you want to create an online store, maybe you want to create a portfolio, maybe you want to create a blog, maybe you want to create a website that says, I need coffee so badly. And I want to publish it out there so that people know that I really would like a cup of coffee right now. Mom, please. I need a cup of coffee. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that lets you do all of those things. Online store, portfolio, blog, coffee, uh, activism platform. There's nothing to install. No patches to worry about. No upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about any of it. Squarespace has it covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. Notably, that customer support will probably not get me a cup of coffee right now, but they certainly can help me build a website about it. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name, GetSimonaCoffee.com. And all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas about how much coffee you want to put in your body. I enjoy Squarespace on a weekly basis, I go look at my beautiful, beautiful website that I built with my own two hands, like a, like a a homesteader of old journeying into the West to create a new life for themselves. I built myself a new Squarespace website and I immediately said, yes, you are the one that I want. These other uh, websites, I'm not on them. I'm on you Squarespace now. You're my friend. I'm going to stay with you for all time. I can't wait to publish a new blog to you because I just found the copy of The Sun Also Rises that I've been looking for forever, which means I can write a new blog post for my Squarespace website and then I can publish it and have a good time. It'll take me like two seconds because their UI is super easy. Squarespace plans started just $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com. Did you like that really loud swallow I did there because my mouth was getting full of spit?
1: I love it. It's so good. Okay. Please really do more good, of it. So I'll um, definitely yeah. do
0: that. When you decide to sign up, you get you go to squarespace.com, sign up for their free trial, no credit card required. You get to build your whole website and everything. You get to mess around with all their tools and get acquainted with the system. When you decide to sign up, then you use the offer code rocket to get 10% off your first purchase. And your your support for Rocket and Relay FM. As you know, we come from Rocket and they come from Rocket. <laughs> and you come from
1: rocket also
0: (laughs) we're all from rocket now
2: (laughs) rocket is your nation state Thank you, I think That is. New, I, think that's, I,
1: think that, I think that's the new episode title. We're yeah, all from Rocket uh, now. We're,
2: we're all from Rocket now. That's about, do you know when you're talking to someone and like it's like you're, you're short on money at the end of the month and they're talking to you like, oh, and I just went to Europe and uh, blah, blah, blah. That's how I feel right now with you talking about how easy it is to set up your, 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 webs- yes. <laughs> your Squarespace page. Because I have been dealing – you forget how much other companies suck. Yes. Oh, no. You used other ones. And I have been dealing with CNAME hell and DNS errors for like, two weeks and trying to get another company to deal with it it's like i just want to go back to loving squarespace like for real it's so good
1: like no and 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 i hadn't even thought about this but i know from like talking to people um like like high high high-ranking technical people for both parties how much of a nightmare um the various political website kind of like market is like like the consulting market because you have to have things that comply with certain things if you're going to accept money or or any of that and so there are only a certain number of providers that will that adhere to those things and most yep. of them are just terrible
2: it's so bad it's so bad okay sorry didn't mean to derail <laughs>
1: no that's Yay,
0: Squarespace. i'm so sorry i'm so sorry some i mean, maybe you can push le- no we will not talk about that <laughs> no, <I'm> pushing <laughs> legislation through to make squarespace the congressional website provider that's the definition of corruption and brie will not yeah, do it that would be
2: that, that would be, be very bad. Fun fact if Far i win my election Fun fact, if I win my election, both of y'all, instead of it being a three-way split with uh, money, it's going to be a two-way split because I won't be able to take any more money from sponsors legally on this show. Please
0: elect Brianna Wu to Congress. (laughs) 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 So that I can have more money. More money. (laughs) Oh, All right. So I believe you guys wanted to give me a load of
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Please continue, Christina. This is all you. You were born yeah, for this. No, So yeah. I, I was reading today on a
1: little <laughs> website called Jezebel.com about uh, a man named Bono who made some uh, interesting remarks to a magazine called Rolling Stone about uh, how sad it is that white men no longer have an outlet for music other than hip hop. He said, and I quote, I think music has gotten gir- very girly. And there are some good things about that. But hip-hop is the only place for young male anger at the moment, and that's not good. Uh, he goes on to say things like, uh, yeah, it, it, in, in the end, what is rock and roll? Rage is at the heart of it, Bono, to a rolling stone, adding, some great rock and roll tends to have that, which is why the Who were such a great brand, band. Or Pearl Jam. Eddie has that rage. Um, and and so, you know, the – Get your boy,
2: Simone, is what yeah. I'm saying. What do you have to say for yourself, Simone de For
1: I
0: have <laughs> – Bono, millionaire Bono does not need me to defend him. But I will say that bringing up Beyonce in this article was the, the author of the Jezebel article and Bono said nothing. Bono did not put her name <laughs> in his mouth. Uh, he that was the the extent the the quote that you read was pretty much the extent of it uh I was skimming the article today as I was lying in bed <laughs> frantically doing you know the important research that I do before this show um and today that important research was skimming five thousand words of Bono talking about biblical anecdotes while trying to find sexism um <laughs> So, you know, some days God just opens the window for you and you just jump right out of it. Um,
2: what-
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> this was I read a poorly story. thought out quote from Bono.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, look, I'm I not saw. saying that they weren't being that they weren't being persnickety just to be persnickety because that is kind of the Gawker media way, uh excuse me, Gizmodo media way. But uh, But also I just kind of wanted to 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 give you crap about Bono,
2: I I How saw this and I was like, Bono must not have a Twitter account if he doesn't think like women have much rage these days. <laughs> like for real, I'll give you about twenty people to follow, like awesome feminists, <laughs> and if you don't think women can have rage to turn into music, well, also like, I it kind of a, it kind mind. of
1: erases the entire like like you know like rage fem like you know uh, like girl movement of, yeah. of like the nineties, you know. Like Liz Fair and, and and to a lesser extent like Alanis Morissette, like the the girl the, the the Riot Girl kind of era and 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 so I'm kind of like yeah, but women are very rageful. Um, I'm yeah. confused because it, it could, yeah. it could, it it could, could be, be read a, a couple
0: ways and neither none of them are good. It could be read <laughs> as there are too many women in rock and roll, or it could be read as rock and roll is no longer the dominant genre and that's, pop music that's what I, that's is what the dominant I really genre. Read. And that's yes. girly. And
1: EDM – well, and, and, and that hip-hop, which ostensibly in his mind means black, is is uh, is the only outlet for, for, for male rage. And that means that white men like him can't be part of the conversation. To be Aww. fair, I don't want white men to rap. And I think that Bono and I are <laughs> on the same
0: page about that.
1: Well, look. I mean I I don't have a problem with Eminem. I don't have a problem with, with – with, so, I mean look. I mean it's, it's an art form. I mean I think that, that certain types of it I get annoyed, right? Like – but – I mean, I'll even I'll even tolerate Macklemore in in, in small doses, but um, as a Seattle, I you know, have to come, I, tweet it. I, I was going to say he wrote thrift shop literally about the thrift shop in my neighborhood, okay. so now I feel oh, like wow. I have to be.
2: Wow! Yeah. So wow. now
1: I now I really now I feel like I have to be on the on the uh, McIlmoore train. Um, as much as it sometimes pains me to be, because he's so earnest, um, <laughs> but but yeah, but, but but yeah, there's you're right. There are there are a number of ways to read the sentence. None of them are charitable, but but he's not wrong in the fact that like rock music right now and like for the last bad.
2: seven years okay. has really
1: not existed.
2: So I have a proposal, y'all. I propose, since, Christina, you have a doctor's appointment to get to. Yes, I do. We end the show. And uh, then, Simone, I would love to talk to you for five minutes after the end of the show about our game of the year. Because Ooh. I want to talk about your video. So Ooh. is that cool with everybody? Absolutely. Is that awesome? All right. Yeah.
0: Well, I, then I can quickly ask Christina what you're up to this week.
1: Yes. So, uh, I am getting Botox for the first time today. <laughs> so that's gonna be really fun um this this, this, this is thirty ish um we're not we're not saying my actual age um but but there is a three in front of it. that is legit uh, and uh, and so I'm getting Botox for the first time. um i I don't know if I need it because I looked back at photos of me from a few years ago, and I was like, Okay, it looks the same. But now because I'm like so hyper like freaking out about aging, it feels like it's time. So I'm going to get Botox and um, I'm going to upgrade my mom's computer because I'm using it right now and it is slow as hell. Mm. And I bought RAM and a new hard drive and I, I thought I would have already had it done by now. But what can I say? Uh it
2: has not happened. That's so that's what I'm nice. up to this week. I, I feel I don't like go I have back to work. say you're so ridiculously gorgeous, Christina. That thank if you, you want to get that, I support you in that. But i just saying, like you were, you have aged Aww. better than anyone <laughs> I know. So thank you. you very, very much. I very much camera. appreciate that. You're also on camera all the this time. Is your this is true. This is true. I am.
1: Standards. Yeah. Right. And and if I can get rid of the the forehead lines, my sister got rid of hers, and they look great. Sure. Screw it. I don't care. Um, so resigned. yeah, so I'm getting Botox and I'm excited about that. Um and uh yeah. Oh, you guys also I found my original copy of Earthbound I in saw. my parents' basement yesterday. I
2: saw. Whoa. Can you put and that not, in the show notes? Did you tweet? Yeah, about I definitely it? will put Please the Instagram there, yeah.
1: And and you guys I I so love thirteen year old Christina or twelve year old <gasps> Christina because I saw
2: that. Oh
1: because no, you guys I kept the plastic bag that went around the cartridge that was inside the insert. And it's still inside the plastic wow. bag when it's in the insert inside the box. Like you couldn't get more pristine than this. Wow. And I know people are like, that's so much money. I could never sell it ever. Oh, like that's so it's my cool. favorite game of all time. Like
2: I was just yeah. gonna say, you posted a picture on Twitter of you as yeah, a teenager. And what I yes. loved about it is you could see The abrasive smartass picture.
1: (laughs) I was so unhappy. I think that photo was
2: taken. Yes. Yes. And it's, it it just foreshadows the awesomeness that was to come. So I love that picture so much. Aw.
0: Brianna, what are you up to this week?
2: I am having a fun adventure of moving. Simone, uh, whenever everyone was taking pictures of themselves out, like, oh, I'm with family this week. I'm like, I was moving boxes and moving boxes and moving boxes no. and moving boxes. So all I did over Christmas, like we went to the store five minutes before it closed. So my Christmas dinner was an Ortega taco kit. Oh, and Ortego nice. is tweeting me later. They're like, "This is awesome. This should be a Christmas tradition." I didn't have the heart to tell them like, "Your food is terrible, oh, and this no. is the most depressing Christmas <laughs> dinner ever that I've ever had." So, Aww. yeah. Well, but-,
1: but maybe maybe they'll send you like more stuff, yeah. and they can make it better, yeah. and that could be the tradition. You could yeah. make like good good tacos that you just ostensibly use the Ortego taco shells for. I don't know. Yeah, we'll figure something
0: out that's so sad and suddenly despite this i'm so hungry uh the rest of my week let's see i'm still in port townsend with my mom just hanging out um and i'm going to spend the rest of my week sleeping and then i come back to new york uh where we will just be gearing up for a new year of that good video
1: content (laughs) do you have to go to you, you don't have to go to ces do you simone thankfully no
2: Oh God! Oh, that's oh I know. God!
1: Oh my God! You guys, this is like the first time, in <gasps> – for how I don't even know how long that I haven't either gone to CES or had to manage the CES news. Oh, my God! You're right. From New York,
0: <gasps> you're gonna be so happy. Oh, Everyone my God. So that I've spoken to who is like a former person who's had to work CES and doesn't anymore is just kind of blissed out on that realization. <laughs> yeah, I heard Ross
1: is like thrilled because. Uh, ross Miller, because yes that's yeah. exactly the person
0: yeah. that i was thinking of <laughs> <laughs> i love it oh god awesome. Uh christina where can we find you online you can find me at film underscore girl all right brianna what about you space cat gal and i'm on twitter at doom quasar videos at com slash polygon uh if you want to support christina uh, in her Botox journey, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts of as many um, <laughs> stars as yes. wrinkles that she will not have. Yes, that seems that makes yes. sense. Yes, and tell you, so that's five. That's five. Five stars. whole unwrinkles. And tell your friends about the show so that they can give it a listen to, and then tell us what they think about star ratings and whether they feel good about them they should they should love them they should give them to us um this episode of rocket is not terminated we're just kicking christina off the show oh. <laughs> all right get Bye out guys. Here, christina, christina. Enjoy. all right see you guys in
2: 2018 oh my god awesome. love you love you Okay, so I haven't seen your video yet. You told me you were going to text us too. Oh, and then I What were your choices? Forgot. Is it not gone live yet? Yeah.
0: No, it went up on Tuesday, actually. Okay. So, yeah. uh, My top choice was What Remains of Edith Finch?
2: Uh, really, and I haven't even. He- I heard about this game because, like, you hear about it on Game Twitter, but I've not played it. So tell me, tell me all about this. Tell me why I it's your game of the year. I will sell you okay. on
0: this. Um, okay, let uh, One short sentence. It is two to three hours long, and so that was. Uh, definitely a huge selling point for me the main thing that attracted (laughs) me to it was the fact that it is it's a story a narrative exploration game like kind of in the vein of gone home um but it takes place in the pacific northwest and you are a young woman returning to your family home to explore this vast sprawling house full of the relics that are left behind by all of your family who have all died um, in various ways, kind of before their time, um, in slapstick ways or in tragic ways or in frightening ways. And so you're kind of piecing together your family history based on what you find in that house because your mother, uh, who has since also passed away, has tried to protect you from knowing this family legacy of, of dying, unfortunately, because she maybe rightfully, maybe wrongfully thought that that would influence her children and cause them huh. to either be either take silly risks because they had a death wish or to live in fear um so it and it was just it's really good uh the it, it i've described a lot of the story but i think what stunned me about it um is As you get to the bottom of each person's story, uh, you play through a vignette of the scene of their death. And um, there were some that did not work for me, but a lot of them are very mechanically, like, incredible. Like, there's one where you're playing through a comic book and it becomes all cell shaded and you're as a side scroll side scrolling like through comic book pages and exploring this person's story through a comic book and then there are others that are kind of meditative and um rhythmic and they all involve like some kind of music or or narratively interesting thing whether that's text on the screen or or a voiceover or something like that like they are all So beautiful and it's like a bunch of tiny little games strung together in this larger game that is a standard, you know, third person or first person explorational game. It, yeah, I loved it. It I sounds loved it like a lot. gone
2: home. And it sounds like what I love, the reason I love Danganronpa so much mm-hmm. is because it's like that. It's very, very, very deep character development. And by the time it's over, like you have such a ferociously fierce emotional connection to all 16 of the students mm-hmm. that it hurts when they die. Like it really hurts. The opening of Danganronpa three, the first chapter of it was so unbelievably painful for me. I couldn't sleep that night. I was just crying as it happened. Are those new characters in that game or are
0: those characters that you got to know from previous Danganronpa games?
2: Always. It always starts with three new students. So I'm with 16 new students. Uh, There are a few characters, like the ones that survived the previous Danganronpa games show up in some way generally. But yeah, um, Mm -hmm. it's not always like that. So quickly, what was your number two and number three on your video? Uh,
0: Two and three were Emily as a Way 2 and Butterfly Soup. Um, okay butterfly soup is great it's a it's on itch right now and it's by biorna lay it is a visual novel about four i'm just forgetting now if there are four or five it's four uh asian american girls in 2008 in the bay area um joining a baseball team and kind of discovering that they're all gay (laughs) um and it's just so cute it's so cute and it feels so like funny and genuine and like good hearted and like also very slapstick and silly and oh. it was like such a refreshing breath of fresh air and you can pay five dollars for it or you can get it for free or you can pay five dollars for it. Oh. Support women. Um <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then, I
2: love it when you have those kind of queer stories that are told like mm-hmm. organically by somebody with like real lived experience. It's not a tragedy. It's Seriously. You know, it's, it's more I don't know it's more real or joyful or whimsical i love stories like
0: that yeah it felt really it it felt joyful even when it was serious because like obviously she's speaking from a place of authority and i i feel like as an outsider if you told me all right write a story that deals with feelings of being uh, asian american in america and coming out as gay like i as a as an outsider obviously, you don't want to treat those things lightly in any way. But that I think kind of like, it's not your story to tell. And you quickly get bogged down in like the seriousness of that and the weight of that. And Brianna Leigh, who is a fantastic freaking writer, was able to tell this story like, with authority and seriousness and lightheartedness and like all the full spectrum of emotions that just come from the subject matter. And I really, really enjoyed it. I totally recommend it. It's just adorable. Um, and You've got to
2: play Danganronpa. If I, these I are your to. choices. Nope. It, you're, I, I promise you, you're going to love it. I mean, it's kind of the most boring. recent one? Oh, I'm okay with that. You know, I am. Well, but it's like, it's, do you know fan service where it's not, where it's gross rather than titillating. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's got a lot of that. Like, um, But the that characterization is really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The first one is still the best. The first one is still the best. Trigger Happy Havoc. Yep. Very good. The ending to that. The, the, the mastermind of that game, I'm not going to spoil it for you, is I have more love for that person in video game history than anyone. Like <gasps> Sephiroth cloud uh mario like you name someone i love that character more than anyone else
0: and it's on do you recommend the ios version of that actually
2: uh or, do they have an ios version apparently I don't they, they do, do they had one in japan oh that, was oh, released, that might be japan and it's then. hard to get it over here um, so I don't know. I've played PS4 it the then. most on because it's so much reading. I've played it the most on my uh, Vita, but I've played through it again on the PS4, and it's excellent.
0: Okay, maybe I'll charge my Vita then.
2: So for <laughs> me, my yeah, yeah my game of the game year, of year I I think like I'll just I'll keep it sw- quicker. Is the Nintendo Switch? Oh like, my God, because yes. all of our games, all of this year's best stuff, in my opinion, came out on. Uh, you know, the Switch. Like, I love Danganronpa 3. It's a really great game. But as far as, like, a really groundbreaking titles, I feel like they're all on Switch this year. Like, uh, Mario Rabbit Kingdom is amazingly Surprisingly good.
0: Surprisingly great. Yeah. Just
2: shockingly good. Um, you know, my husband, who's not a hardcore gamer, he can play that with me, Um, which is just great. Uh, the co-op mode is fun. Uh, you know, You've got Breath of the Wild, which is probably the best Zelda game ever made and that's a very high bar. Um, you know, you've got Mario Odyssey, which I didn't like as much as some people liked. But it's still a very, very good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like anything on the Switch is just like. Uh, how about Puyo Puyo Tetris? That is I an amazing love game. Puyo yeah. Puyo Tetris. I it it, it it turns me
0: into a strange, uh, frightening, competitive yeah. person that yeah. I'm afraid of. Um, no, I finally got my Switch right before I came to Washington, and so I had my my like very first Switch experience was loading up Zelda on my airplane and playing uh, it. And it, it was perfect. Like I played it in the airport. I played it on the airplane. Um, it was just, it was fantastic. It's a, a, a wonderful game. B I am so happy with the console. Like it has its problems. Um, but just that immediate satisfaction that I had from knowing that I could take it anywhere and I've been carrying around in my purse all week. Like it's it's so good. It's so good.
2: It really is. It's Splatoon. Like we talked about that last week. Splatoon. It's great there. I have a whole. So in the course of moving, because my stuff is strewn about two houses right now, but in the course of moving, I got a pot from the kitchen, and I threw. I have every single Zelda amiibo. All of them. All of them that give you special stuff like Twilight Bows and Epona mm-hmm. and Ancient Gears. And I have this pot that I've been carrying with me as I move that have all my Zelda meme in it <laughs> because every day you can do that and it will give you like a, a huge pile of all the best stuff in the game to like upgrade weapons and armor and all that kind of stuff and like get your house. So mm-hmm. it's really funny. But uh, yeah, just an absolutely great game. Uh, all right. All right, so
0: yeah, that's rockets mini game of the year special.
2: Yep. <laughs> I love it. We'll we'll leave your uh, video in the show notes. Yeah, so. I will.
0: I totally ah. did. I I, <laughs> I swear I just opened it up and then I like closed it. I thought I was gonna send it to you. Oh, Simone, do a polygon yep.
2: <laughs> very disappointing you smell i know so, i know awesome. hey listen well, i'm I on go vacation go move some stuff i'm gonna go move some stuff while you're on vacation i'm gonna go move a couch and a bed and a lot of other heavy stuff Heck today. yeah enjoy <laughs> your moving i hope you get
0: settled in soon
2: awesome this episode of rocket is terminated terminated